That was so weird. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, welcome back to the podcast. Nine for Nico. This is a fun one for me. Uh, it's been something that I've really been looking forward to uh, really ever since the inception of the podcast, which was the ability to have my wife, Sherelle, on uh, and let her kind of speak. And, and, and she's such a ray of sunshine in my life and, and in so many other people's lives that it's, it's just something that I feel passionate about in terms of, um, you know, being able to essentially, you know, speak with her in a really casual way, but allow people kind of inside <laughs> our relationship in a way, which is, I, I'm not, I don't mean that in a, uh, in a way that means like, uh, you know, we're somehow more special than other people or anything like that. But um, we love our relationship and we love our marriage. Um, we're b the best of friends and we have a great time together. And uh, we, we talk about some really serious things and we talk about some really fun things uh, at home when we're just together, her and I. And, you know, one of the exciting things we can do is maybe kind of share a glimpse of that, uh, you know, what it's like. Uh, to be a, a dad and a mom, what it's like to work full time, what it's like to homeschool, what it's like to take care of our house and our family and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of fun, kind of exciting. But anyways, um, so welcome. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> so one of the cool things that Sherelle did was she um, she is a uh, mega influencer as many as Micro. many yeah as many people like to like to call her a, she's an influencer on Instagram but more or less she's just really passionate about taking some outrageously beautiful pictures of our kids um and, and different types of of things that she enjoys uh one of them being knitting right now which is there's no chance we won't talk about that at length <laughs> because it's something that she just does all the time now but time. uh she decided that it might be really cool to put out like a little, uh, what do you call it? Question? Yeah, Q&A. &A. Right. Q&A out to like her her group of friends on uh, social media so they could ask us different questions. Yeah. And a lot of people responded, which yeah. was really fun. So we're just going to kind of go through some of these questions and maybe go off on some tangents and whatnot. Yeah. And try to answer as many as we can. Yeah. Okay. Should we jump into it? Yeah. Okay. Start us off. Well, let's start with the most basic one that okay. somebody asked was when and how did you fall in love? Which is a good, I think, good yes, segue into this. One. So people that don't know us can get the story of how we met. So how do we start? <laughs> I mean, Nico and I met, we both were nurses on A7. Um, and and yeah, nurses on A7. We worked on the neurotrauma unit. And um, I was a nurse. First, you were still in nursing school, yep. like you were about to do your role transition ish, or what was it like? Your I I don't even think I was there. I mean, I think I was still in, still in like the heat of nursing school. Yeah, what they call it, the UC thing. Um, oh, it was even before then. Um, so so I started at Children's um, as a what, what was called a patient care assistant yeah. or a PCA, which is kind of like a nurse aide or, yeah. or an MA or something like that, um, and. Uh, so I interviewed, yeah, and and Sherelle was on my. It was, they they hold these like interview panels, which for anybody in a real business setting uh, would think this is like this really serious thing. It's like the most 
yeah. not serious thing ever because yeah. nurses have no idea what they're doing in no. terms of business. But anyway, so it was an interview panel, right? Right. Yeah. I was there. Who else? Maybe Megan Schweiger? I don't think so. I can't she, even remember. I don't that was day, okay, so day shift. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, there was a few of us nurses in there and um, we had to ask Nico interview questions after he interviewed with the managers mm -hmm. and then you got to come in and do and i don't remember much of the interview i mean it was just basic yeah you know what would you do in this situation blah right. blah right. probably just laughing yeah so that was the first time uh you and i met right at, at, like literally yeah um gosh and that was probably what year 2000 2015 um, maybe no no way oh, sooner. wait no sorry like, uh twenty. 12 i was yeah i was gonna say 11 maybe okay yeah around there yeah yeah um so yeah i was i had uh essentially gone through college thinking i was gonna be an english teacher and going to creative writing and maybe even be an author and then at one point i remembered how much i loved science and and, and, and sociology and psychology and, and i decided i wanted to maybe pursue uh med school um which my uh, grandfather somewhat talked me out of, <laughs> and who is also a retired physician, um, and so I was I was kind of just lost uh, in terms of what I was going to do. And anyways, I met I met this wonderful woman, Jan Kremens, who uh, was a nurse at Children's, and she said, you know, boy, you should really think about working at Children's Hospital. And I'd been volunteering for the Epilepsy Foundation of Cincinnati, doing some of the summer camps for a while, and I just I loved. Mm -hmm. I loved being there. I loved working with uh, the kids and, and working with some really challenging, you know, health issues that those children had. Um, so I said, oh, okay, sure. So I just went, I just poured myself into nursing um, and, and I found, you know, you could be a nurse practitioner and, and I just set my right. eyes on, okay, well, I'll, I'll go through nursing school. I'll be a nurse, get my, uh, you know, experience in there, get things under my belt and then I'll go be a nurse practitioner. And so, so long story short we you know kind of end up both working at yeah. children's yeah. um so for a while for a while so shrell was a nurse you were working nights yeah i think was i still flipping i might have still been flipping at this time well you were from for days sure. to nights so every, like every six weeks i would switch from day shift to night shift which is awful for anybody who's doing that i feel terrible for yeah. you um and then and then I went straight to nights and you were just days. So we didn't really see each other a lot at work. It was just in passing mm -hmm. um, a change of shift, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't even say we were friends. I mean, we were not just really. Yeah. Literal, just like literal work acquaintances yeah. kind of thing. I remember um, like commenting. Remember you had like black glasses and I had black glasses. No. Oh, yeah. There was one time we met at like the nurse station. I was like, we're twins. And that was like. I do remember the that. extent of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we, yeah, we passed each other by for yeah, I guess a couple, a couple years, years more yeah. or less. Um, as I was making my way through uh, nursing school, yeah. and, and I was in a relationship, and Cheryl was in a relationship, right. um, and uh, so, anyways, I graduated um, from nursing school, and that would have been in twenty fifteen. No. How, how am I so off on my ears? Because be. we got married in 2000. <laughs> when did I graduate? Ray was born in 17. You graduated. Gosh. We had been dating when you graduated. Because remember we did your graduation walk at Hawking Hills on a hike. Because you yeah. didn't walk. That was, at UC. yeah. 
So we did your graduation walk right, on a hike. Right, okay. <laughs> As if you were walking Weird. with yeah. it. Okay, so that must have been like, I'm going to guess 13, 2013. Sure. It was Let's around say there. 2013. Yeah. So I, I graduated this with my undergraduate degree in nursing. So now I'm a nurse and I start working at children's on night shift. Um, yeah. And that's when you and I really got to know each other. Right. You, you also, I, I invited you to come to epilepsy camp. Yeah. Um, and that's really where we, we kind of got to actually know each yeah, other. Yeah, that was like our first hangout, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we had never. For sure. No. I mean, that was before when we really started. Um, For sure. That was like our first time really hanging out outside yeah. of work. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we really hit it off. Yeah. Um, we really hit it off. Uh, I, you know, at the so at the time, so, t- you know, whatever, two, two years later from the start of when I was at Children's, I'd broken up with my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and, Trump, and I had was going through a divorce yeah really when we really started seeing each other right it was like the end of the yeah right tail end of all that yeah um and uh so it was funny i you know was in a pretty pretty miserable relationship for for i guess on and off for a couple years Mm -hmm. in in undergrad and in nursing school and uh i remember getting out of the relationship and thinking like my god I, i learned so much about um you know what i what i wanted in a in a relationship and, and all that kind of cheesy stuff mm-hmm. of of this is not what i want this is exactly what i want so it was kind of a, a real um eye-opening experience for me and um Shrell, you know was at that time you know this this kind of person that i just gravitated to um and it was really it was difficult to explain, but essentially it just was a feeling of someone who authentically was interested in me and wanted to get to know me um, and, and cherished spending time with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that that feeling was was even just just sitting down across from me at the nurse's station, right. kind of just shooting the breeze. So, yeah. um you know, I, I thought I thought long and hard about it because I certainly didn't want to just jump right back into a relationship yeah. of any kind. Um, but there was something something very much pulling at me, yeah. telling me, you know, you really ought to you really ought to ask her out on a date. Yeah, I think this could be a really good idea um, and, a, and a really good thing for the both of you. Yeah. Um, so I did. Yeah. Um, shortly after <laughs> that one time in the hallway. Yeah. Shortly after. Um, I broke up with my girlfriend. Yeah. I, I, we bumped into each other in the hallway at work, and I was like, "We should really hang out sometime." Like, really, like you know, begging him basically. So I was like, <laughs> "Please put a ring on my finger." <laughs> no, but um, then he was like, "Well, how about this weekend?" And I was like, um, "Okay." So nervous, <laughs> and I had worked. It was like a Wednesday, maybe, and I worked that Friday, Saturday, Sun, or no, I worked. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right. and we were going to hang out Saturday. Right. And he came and I, you know, worked all night. I like overslept. So he was like driving around outside my apartment <laughs> waiting for me to wake up. And I woke up late and I was like, oh my gosh, rushing. It felt so awful, but the date was so fun. It was a blast. Yeah. It was like so fun. Yeah. We didn't do much. We just walked around the town. Went to eat. Um, yeah, we went to this little swinging bridge, which is, ended, which is where he ended up proposing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Down in Lebanon. Um, yeah, and just had a blast. Yeah. I fell. I was 
I was like stumbling. I got, I think I bird pooped on my shoulder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was just so, it couldn't have gone more embarrassing, <laughs> but it was, it was perfect. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's essentially how we met. So we yeah. met at Cincinnati Children's Hospital, right. both working as nurses. Yeah. Um, and then, and then really shortly thereafter, um, I mean, kind of, there was a policy anyways, you know, we weren't really allowed to yeah. date I mean, but on, I and work on the same floor. But yeah, you, you moved to labor and delivery. Yeah. And so he stayed at Children's for a while and I was moved on to labor and delivery. Yeah. And yeah, I think for me, where I was like, really like, you're somebody different, so different. Like I've never been with anybody like you was when, um, you know, I'm going through this finalizing this divorce it finally gets finalized but then for those that don't know my ex-husband came down with this like rare form of cancer was super sick and so there was this period where I was like and and it was terminal he ended up passing but there was this time where I was mourning this you know relationship that I had but this person's like you know gonna is dying but then I had this new relationship with you and you were just so supportive you know you were just like i couldn't have asked for anything more at that time and i was like how how weird was it for you to be like supporting me (laughs) going through like this this heartbreak of you know essentially like somebody dying but like i was like it was just so weird it was a weird time but like you were just so there for me and like you didn't make me feel bad for having weird you know feelings of sadness yeah and so that was like really a moment where i was like you're just like so great for me well, like yeah. you're just yeah. so i there. mean what sherelle what you're describing essentially was, it was i mean it was kind of crazy the, the time period is shorter than it sounds so we started yeah, really essentially short. dating in august yeah uh we f- we found out your ex-husband had had we found out he had cancer right. first off yeah uh, by uh december maybe or november yeah um and, and then and yeah. then shortly thereafter maybe even january yeah sure we, weeks later they find it's it's this uh extraordinarily aggressive bone yeah. cancer and he's going to pass away and he's you know essentially yeah, three within months, a few months yeah um, and he certainly did yeah uh, he passed away in february in or march oh well, no certainly not it was cold it wasn't March. Yeah, it's it was in, early. It's either March or um, one of them. Yeah, so I mean, it, it was literally less than six months, I think. Oh yeah, um, it was from a the time months. we started dating to yeah, uh, you know, your your ex. Yeah, so we were like away. newly dating. <laughs> yeah, into this, so it was just so yeah. Yeah, so it, it, I mean, it was, um, you know, the, the the cool thing about it, or the interesting thing about it, was that um, Sherelle and I had had such uh, deep level conversations mm-hmm. um, that. It felt very unshakable in terms of totally of who Sherelle was as a person was so seemed so clear to me that it, that there wasn't much reservation in terms of uh, recognizing that uh, someone who was at one point very dear to her and someone who she loved very much and who loved her certainly right. to some degree very much, but um, this was now all ending in a very yeah odd way. It was very um, weird. So anyways, it, it felt, it felt pretty, uh, you know, it felt pretty normal yeah. <laughs> in a weird way. Yeah. It felt like, um, this is exactly what I should be doing yeah. and how I should be behaving. And, and that was just yeah. support and love and, and making sure everything was okay. Like um, you drove me to the hospital to say, 
goodbye, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And it was no, yeah, it wasn't this awkward, yeah. weird, like. Yeah. And I, I think um, may, maybe that speaks to our relationship, yeah. um, you know, in the sense that I, I think a lot of people think they talk about things. Right. Or, or they or they think that the other person heard what they were saying, yeah. but but maybe it's a little bit ambiguous or vague, or 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 maybe they just truly don't mm-hmm. actually talk about the things that they should be talking about, which mm-hmm. isn't necessarily um, where should we live, right? What should we do for our jobs? How much money should we make? Yeah. What kind of house should we have? Um, rather, do you want to have kids? If you want to have kids, when do you want to have kids? Right. How much money will we have to spend on those kids? Are we going to save for college? Or <laughs> what know, does like, it look like after we have kids? Are you going to work? Right. Are you going yeah. to Just like, I mean, we just covered. Yeah. Um, I mean, we covered so many uh, interesting and deep topics, um, and 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 even though I mean, most of it surely was hypothetical and and right. you know just us having discussions, it, it really gave us insight into what we valued mm-hmm. um as individuals what we valued as a relationship mm-hmm. and and what we valued out at, well outside of that relationship mm-hmm. um and i i would honestly say it has since been a pivotal part of of who we are as as individuals and and as a married couple today mm-hmm. um and we still regularly have these very deep topics of conversation um so anyways, it's yeah, it's cool. Um yeah, let's Yeah, let's go. So we jump to the next one. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. This is a good one. Um what is your family's morning routine? That's good. Yeah, that's good. So most of the time I I have always been one that likes to not wake up early. <laughs> but children have changed that a little bit. Nico's always been a morning person. I've not. So like I could sleep in pre-kids i could sleep until like nine and he could be up for like four hours <laughs> wondering like when am i gonna wake up um but now our morning routine we go to bed early like 9 30 is yeah. like late that's yeah. like when we we're like staying up a little bit <laughs> and then nico you wake up what between five, five yeah 5:30. around five yeah i wake up i usually wake up around that time but I've, i'm able to fall back asleep um, Cleo wakes up our youngest. She's two and a half. She wakes up at six. Mm-hmm. She used to be like five, five thirty, which was absolutely annoying. This was like only a couple weeks ago. So <laughs> <laughs> six o'clock has, has been a, a new, a new thing. So then Cleo wakes up, Nico will get her. Um, and then Freya, if Cleo doesn't end up waking her up, she sleeps till like seven, seven thirty. Um, and then I'm up. Shortly after Cleo wakes up, I usually try to shower before I come out here into the living room because Cleo will want to nurse. Those of you asking if she weaned, we'll get into that. She nurses. Um, Nico pretty much makes breakfast for us all <laughs> every morning. And so me and the girls are like posted up on the couch. Nico's like making breakfast, comes in, brings us breakfast. We all like eat together. And then basically you're, you're up. Off to the gym or off yeah, to work. Yeah, typically off yeah. to, yeah. So, you know, I wake up, I started waking up at five. Um, it used to I, be I've four. A, yeah, I've been an early riser yeah. anyways in, in general in my, for my entire life. I'm a morning person. I love getting up in the mornings. It's fantastic. Um, but when I was in grad school, um, 
I was working for uh, this this local place called the Cincinnati Eye Institute in a surgery center as a nurse, uh, and we started work at six. Yeah, um, right. So I recognized that I was not getting any work done with our newborn at yeah, the time, Freya, Freya our oldest. Um, you know, and in, in, in the evenings, all I wanted to do was be home and just be present as much as I could. Um, so I thought, well, I guess I'll wake up at four. Um, and <laughs> yeah. I did, and I did, and yeah. it, it was fine. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it gave me time to not only get, you know, school work done, yeah. but maybe to read or do a workout or something. Right. Um, just have a little peace to myself. So I still do that today. It's still something that I actually just enjoy. It doesn't mm. bother me. Right. Um, and yeah, it's fun. It's fun to see the the girls early in the morning get their mm-hmm. breakfast ready, and uh, they're always thankful for it. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's a usual, pretty typical yeah. morning routine. And yeah. on the weekends, we'll flex a little bit. You yeah. know, sometimes the girls and I will make pancakes together, which they really like right, right. now. Um. So yeah, yeah, that's like a special. That's special. Special thing. Yeah, that is special. They love that. Yeah. <laughs> they ask me, I'm like, I don't make it like dad, so I'm not gonna, I'm not making it. <laughs> I can't make it quite like you. Okay, let's do. Okay, this is a good one. How did you handle or how do you handle balancing family time and time pursuing your individual goals and passions? Hmm. I'll let you start with that one. Man, that's a good one. Um, You know, I think one of the things that Sean and I talked about, and we'll go back to, you know, early on in our relationship was this idea um that if we were going to have kids, which we certainly were, and, and if we were going to raise a family together and, and, you know, have these careers or, or jobs or whatever it was going to look like, um, that it was going to be a very focused team effort, mm-hmm. um, that there wasn't going to be this sense of, uh, uh, it, again, and this, this is, I think, to each their own. I'm, I'm not dogging anybody to have a, a difference here, but, um, you know, I, I certainly didn't want it to be I go and work, Sherelle stays home with the girls, and uh, I come home, and Sherelle dotes on me and hands me dinner and all this stuff. Like, it was going to be a very concentrated effort. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Sherelle and I just found ways in which we could um, which we could divvy up work mm-hmm. and tasks. Both be providers. Both be providers, in a, in a sense, mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and not feel envious or jealous Mm -hmm. or frustrated at each other for not doing something or maybe for doing something. So for instance, you know, as simple as uh, I do all the dishes, Mm -hmm. period, generally speaking, that's just my job. It's been that way since we first started dating. Yeah, before we even had kids. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Because you also do a lot of cooking. I love to cook. I do a lot of the cooking, Um, although that's changed more since since I'm working a little more now, Charles home more now. Um, but nonetheless, we, we, we recognize that there are certain jobs that we yeah. kind of like to do and they kind of go with what we do. Right. Um, is weird and loves folding laundry yes. and she likes clean clothes. Yep. And so she's our laundry guru. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so that's just one example of, of, you know, tasks that we kind of divvied up and it came pretty naturally to mm-hmm. us and it doesn't, doesn't bother us. And, right. uh, certainly Sherell helps me a lot with the dishes and cooking nowadays, um, and I probably less so with the laundry, but, um, probably cause I don't let you <laughs> <laughs> probably cause she doesn't let me yet. But, um, but anyway, so I think that's, you know, that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, we've really identified that the other thing, you know, we've really 
we we talk about still regularly is is um you know we ask the question are you happy to some degree but it's it's more like it's what i think we ultimately mean is is are you finding meaning and purpose in what you're doing right now Mm -hmm. and if you are great and if not how how could we help you meet that Mm -hmm. that area uh that's non-existent for you at that time so um you know we we are very good at sacrificing things now for the future um that's always been something we've been good at and we appreciate about each other yeah um but you know for me in particular i knew i wanted to be a nurse practitioner i knew i wanted to go that route and and i wanted to kind of essentially be on my own to some degree which i kind of am now at this point which is great yeah um but it does pull me away a little bit more Mm -hmm. from the family Mm -hmm. um you know i have patients that email me and text me and call me and and you know i've you know medications to refill and, and things just pop up and that's just part of the gig mm-hmm. um and I, I don't hate that necessarily but it does you do notice it takes away from time so um again i think for me one of the ways to mitigate that is by waking up early mm-hmm. um it allows me to have my time that i need to myself right. to to be in silence to read to meditate to do a quick workout whatever it is um and, and then the rest of my day can be really devoted to getting really, really deep work done as quickly as I can, mm-hmm. as efficiently as I can, so that when I come home, you know, it's it's phone on the table, put my computer away, and I just get to help cook mm-hmm. or finish up with dinner or, or play with the girls for a right. little bit and not, and not be this really distracting mm-hmm. lack of presence, yeah. I guess. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, and I think something that we've gotten better at, I would say just this year really is allowing ourselves to take time for ourselves. You know, it's so hard, especially like when you're a first time parent, I mean, with Freya, it was impossible. It felt like for me to step away and like drop those guards down to let somebody else handle it for just a minute, you know, or an hour to watch Freya so that I could do something just for me. And that was hard and it's still hard, but I think we're both at a place now where it's, it's almost just like, no, this is, we, we need this, both of us. So like, we're on the same page as like, okay, when are you going to go to the gym? When are you going to go to yoga? What day? Like what time? Cool. It's not a problem. Like it's not, there's this, the guilt of doing something for yourself is, is getting smaller and smaller, which is nice because then you, you don't feel guilty, you know? And it's not like we were putting, we were putting guilt on each other and making each other feel guilty for doing these things. It's just that who we are, it was hard to, you know, take that time for yourself. I think a lot of parents struggle with that. I agree. Yeah. I think, and that's something we worked out pretty early on with our, with our, especially with our first child Freya when she was really young. Um, you know what, it wasn't that, uh, I was incapable of going out with my friends. Right. In fact, it was it would be really easy for me yeah. to go out with my friends because Frey was breastfeeding and basically attached to Sherelle's hip all the time. But one of the things I think that's I think it's a I think it's a common mistake that people make, especially men, um, is is not recognizing how they can be useful around the house or 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 towards their family 
in those early, early newborn days. newborn days and yeah. even years. For, yeah, the first two years, yeah, <laughs> almost yeah. really. Yeah, I mean, certainly we can't breastfeed, and certainly we're not the child's uh, first choice of of parent. But you know, could you clean? Could you cook? Could you could you just be present? Right? Could you could you do anything that helps you feel like you're being productive and yeah. providing and, and and at the same time you're in this as a team you're not you're not just sailing off into the sunset while your mm-hmm. wife's at home struggling right. so right. yeah yeah um let's see yeah passions i mean we kind of talk about that like this podcast you know that's a yeah. passion of yours it does take time yeah. but it's 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 something that works right now you know yeah. like it, yeah. it's good for we find value both of us find value in it yeah 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 i i think that um you know our our passions are we 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 make sure that we allow each other time for our passions Mm -hmm. yeah um that's pivotal yeah um and whether that's yeah for me that's maybe waking up a little early um, for Sherelle, that's maybe Knitting. three or four days out of the week. Uh, she gets to go to yoga or she yeah. gets to go somewhere quiet and knit. And yeah. the girls and I go to the park or something like right. that. So we always make sure we allow times for that. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Um, was it more of a difficult transition going from zero to one child or one to two child? Zero to one. For you. For sure. Yeah. Gosh, I have no idea. It was hard. I would say, I mean, with Cleo, she was born December 2019. So right before the lockdown of the pandemic. So that postpartum period was just horrendous, really. It was just so bad. Um, But going from zero to one was a huge slap in the face. (laughs) Yeah. It was just, it was way different than what I... You know, I'm like, parenting's going to be, it's going to be hard. Yeah, parenting's going to be hard, but we can do it. But it was definitely, it's just way harder. <laughs> you yeah. can't, you really can't prepare yourself. Like, even if you're around kids all the time, you know, that was like, I worked at Children's, like, I'm with kids all the time. I stay up late I work night shift. <laughs> but like, nothing compares to new parent exhaustion. <laughs> you just can't, you know, no, there's you nothing can't. that it's, can prepare you. So, yeah. yeah, that was hard. Yeah, I agree. I think zero to one is just, uh, it's, it's inexplainable. Yeah. Um, you, you can't know it until you're in it. Yeah. Um, so one to two at least feels familiar yeah, to some right. degree uh-huh. challenging, but it's not, it's not zero to one. Yeah. Zero to one. Um, <laughs> I wish I'd heard this advice when we went from zero to one. And I, I don't know if it would have hit me that well anyways, yeah. but, um, someone told me, you know, you just, you, you have to let it change you. Yeah. You have to. You have to let it change you, the whole experience. Um, and the more you resist that change, the more difficult it is for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so sometime, fortunately, sometime during that first year, I heard that advice. Yeah. And it changed entirely yeah. the way I looked at the whole experience. Right. Um, it, it was really amazing. Yeah, because you're different. It's, it's yeah. never going to be the same. Yeah. Like, yeah, so you sure. just, it's never going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you still breastfeeding? This was asked, I don't know, 20 times. (laughs) Are you still breastfeeding? How'd you wean? What was the process? A lot of those kind of questions. Um, and I'm sure a lot of that's stemming from the, the sleepless night or the sleepless video that, um, 
I collaborated with, with motherly, um, to make that video. And a lot of people ask, you know, like, how'd you make the video? Basically we used timeout. Give us a little more. Okay. Give us a little more back. If you haven't seen the video, I made a time-lapse video of a night with Cleo in our bed. Cleo was co-sleeping with us, not really by our choice. There's nothing wrong with co-sleeping, but I tried it for a hot minute with Freya and I was like, this isn't for me. I can't sleep well. But with Cleo, it was like, I can't sleep well. I can't sleep at all if you're not in our bed. And then I kind of sleep if you're in our bed a little bit, but it was just it was really bad. Cleo, it got worse and worse, really, as she got older. Yeah. I mean, her waking up, she was just nursing all night. And I was just wasting away, really. I mean, like, yeah. I couldn't even eat enough calories to keep weight on because she was just draining me all night long. So, um, motherly was looking for a breastfeeding mom who could time lapse their night to show what it's like for a co-sleeping parent who breastfeeds. And motherly is like a... Yeah, they're like a platform for lots of reels and inspirational stuff and just basically like lots of mother stuff. Yeah. Parenting stuff. Yeah, they do a lot of social media, Facebook yeah. and yeah. Um, They're on, yeah, Facebook and social and um, Instagram and stuff. And they do, they have like a blog. They write, you know, you can find like, you know blogs on what you should buy as a new parent or like different things that are great, whatever. They have lots of resources. Um, and so they were looking for a time lapse of a breastfeeding mom all night long. And so I, I was like, yeah, I can do that. And it's probably going to be crazy. But the night we recorded was one of the worst nights we had had with Cleo and Nico was super, super sick. I mean, did you, was it the flu or was I that when we, uh, yeah, it was, really it was bad. really bad. Like yeah. it, was it wasn't COVID, but I think it was the flu or something. Yeah. We didn't end up getting tested, but yeah. Yeah. it was, you were super, super I was sick. Really sick. So it looks like in the video, Nico's just <laughs> sleeping soundless. So soundly, um, and has no, you know, no bother is not bothered by us at all, but that's far beyond the truth. But <laughs> The commenters don't know that. (laughs) But yeah, so we did a time lapse. um, And Cleo, she was 17 months when we did that video. And she was up probably like 30 times all night. I mean, we got no sleep that night. So it just happened to be one of the worst nights I recorded. And um, anyway, so after that, we did the, um, we bought a sleep consultant to help us transition Cleo out of our bed. We didn't buy her, but we... Yeah, we, we paid. paid. <laughs> I wish we could have bought her to be <laughs> yeah, in her house to do it. She was pretty yeah, great. so that was a whole journey in itself. Um, a hard one, but like it's so she's amazing now and she sleeps pretty great with yeah. her and Freya in the same room. So yeah, that was a long journey. But no, we are still breastfeeding, not at night. Um, that was a cold turkey moment, um, the whole nighttime feeding, which was really challenging and painful for my breasts, but we did it. We're past it. Um, she still breastfeeds in the morning when she wakes up after nap time. And then she'll, she'll ask randomly throughout the day. And sometimes I, I'm like, okay. And sometimes I'm like, no, wait till after nap. But I don't know when she's, she really loves it. So I don't know when, yeah, she's when that weaning process is going to happen, but I'm fine with it right now. It's, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. There's nothing else. What am I doing? I mean, she just wants a little, <laughs> a little drink, yep. but she calls it Momo. So she'll ask like, 
I go, Momo, please. <laughs> or one time I asked, I'm like, what do you want for lunch? And she said, Momo. I was like, no, you can't have Momo. You got to eat some lunch. What do you want? I want Momo sandwich. <laughs> I'll never forget that. It was pretty cute. It was so cute. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. That's funny. So, yes, we're still breastfeeding. So, I have no help with weaning at the moment because she's two and a half and still going strong. Um, Let's see. Advice for newlyweds. Oh, wait. Let's do Let's do. what are your debt-free goals. Ooh, okay. That's a good one. Okay. Because some people, they must have known yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You want to do a little back history? Sure. So, um, Sherelle and I... Obviously, have student loans. So, Shaw had some student loans from her undergrad at Xavier University for nursing. Um, I had a relatively small handful of loans from my nursing degree at University of Cincinnati. And then, of course, going back to grad school, um, put on quite a significant amount of loans. Um, and, and we had talked, you know, ad nauseum about loans and debt mm-hmm. and finances and all that kind of stuff. Again, kind of drawing back to our earlier conversations when we first met. So it wasn't something that was a a struggle for us in terms of we knew that we didn't want to have a lot of debt anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we we had met and heard of some people and friends uh, that had done kind of like the Dave Ramsey snowball debt thing and all that stuff. And uh, it just sounded very attractive to us. And it was something that we could easily accomplish because we were both really good at sacrificing and putting mm-hmm. things aside for a little while and, and going nuts. So um, basically after I graduated from grad school, right. uh, you know, really the minute I started working uh, my, my real full-time job again now as a nurse practitioner, you know, any ounce of money that we had that was extra mm-hmm. went towards our student loans. Right. Um, COVID then kind of occurred. Things yeah. got kind of funny. But the housing market just went bananas right. in a good way. Yeah. Um, our For house, a seller. Yeah. Our house yeah. was, it was wild. We had this little, beautiful little two bedroom, cozy little house. Yeah. And uh, so cute. small town, uh, well, small town inside of the greater Cincinnati, Ohio area. And, uh, you know, we bought it for what, $99,000 yeah, right. and then ended up selling it at the height of kind of the COVID housing well, market almost, craze. Almost, not even. It was well, like, yeah, we should have waited longer. We could have waited longer, yeah, but, but we, we I'm didn't. glad we sold when we did. Yeah. Um, we basically uh, fought this through very long and hard, had some really deep discussions about it. We talked about it with some financial advisors and things of that nature, and we decided, let's sell our house. Yeah. It's going to sell for... It sold for 165, I think. Yeah. 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 So we made, you know, like almost 70 grand. Yeah. And we we threw pretty much all of it yeah. at our student loans. Right. Um, we saved a little bit, of course, for just our own selves. Yeah. Um, and then decided let's let's rent for a little while, which a lot of you might be thinking that what a terrible idea that is, but um it's been great. Yeah. Um we we are renting a house from our landlord who's now one of like our best friends. Right. Uh, we live next door to them, yes, which is awesome. It is. And it's a beautiful house. Um, but what it gives us is, you know, obviously the freedom to continue throwing money at our yeah. debt uh-huh. um, without having to worry that the roof yeah. might blow off in a tornado right. or our, our basement might fill up with water. And then yeah. we just don't really have the funds or the time to yeah. deal with it. So right. um, it's given us a lot of freedom in that sense. And we knew, I mean, this is kind of going off topic, but we knew yeah. we wanted to 
either buy or build a house uh, that we really loved. Yeah. Um, you know, one of our goals is to have like kind of like a little homestead of yeah. sorts uh, out in the country. So um, even better, renting a house gave us this flexibility of, well, now we don't own something. So yeah. if we are ready to move, then we, we, can, we can very go. easily. Um, so anyways, right now we have what? 30,000 in loans left. Yeah, I think 32,000. We started with 128,000. Yeah. yeah. Um I I decided to kind of muddle things up a little bit by kind of going off on my own uh essentially, you know, not not starting, starting my own business, yeah. but you know, essentially being on my own as a provider and having yeah. kind of my own like independent practice per se. Um and so we decided, okay, let's do that. That actually gives us more opportunity to potentially make more money, which is yeah. always a good thing. And then we can continue the snowball debt. And, right. Yeah, you know, we're waiting to, I guess, kind of see if student loans get paid off I somehow know. magically, but it doesn't, you know. That, We've been that, sitting on this yeah. rest of it, just waiting. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to pay 30 grand. And then tomorrow he's like, okay, we're going to forgive 20 grand. Right. By him, we mean yeah, the president. Um, so anyways, we're, we are actively still saving squirreling mm-hmm. money away when we can mm-hmm. um you know it doesn't really matter if they forgive the student loans or not we're going to get rid yeah, of it right. so yeah 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 is that good that's good yeah <laughs> i think we're excited about it yeah um let's see what is your favorite thing about being parents hardest thing what's our favorite thing what's ours uh you go um First favorite thing, thing is just watching them learn things like or like when things connect like i remember um when we were reading like the cow jumped over the moon or something and i don't know if cleo had never really noticed the moon yet and then remember we were on a walk and i was like that's the moon remember how the cow jumps over the moon and like cleo's face was like what like the connections were made like that's the moon like or like twinkle twinkle like i remember stuff like that when it finally makes a connection for them um i love seeing moments like that and just you know being a mom is just the most amazing thing ever it's the hardest thing and the most incredible like you look at your kids and you're like i made you what it doesn't even make sense how did i make you wow um and like to segue into the hardest thing like my gosh like that's majority of parenting is the hardest thing, really. I mean, they, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess the hardest thing for me is, um, it, you know, it forces you to grow. Yeah. Um, and, and if you don't grow, then it doesn't go well. Yeah. Um, so, so it really forces you to kind of, um, you know, recognize some of... <laughs> your weaknesses in terms of, uh, you know, even patience and, and being, being, you know, uh, supportive and, 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 you know, doing all the things that a dad and mom should do for the little ones. Um, so I'd say that maybe that's the hardest thing and that's kind of vague, but my, my favorite thing, um, is kind of, I mean, it's kind of bittersweet, but I, I love, I love the moments of, you know, the other night, or this is kind of a nightly routine, but, you know, we, we put the girls down for bed and we sing song, a song together before they go to bed and they really like that. Um, and usually Shrell's helping Freya because Freya's uh, a little more needy and, and needs Shrell to do everything. Uh-huh. And uh, Cleo gets stuck with me. 
And so, you know, Cleo and I, you know, get a little moment together uh, every night before bed. And, and one of my favorite things is recognizing that that moment of holding her and putting her down in that bed and tucking her in and saying goodnight could be the last time I do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I never know when that day is going to be. Right. It could have been last night. Yeah, for because all Freya, I know. it's like you can't do that with her anymore. Yeah. She's like too big. Yeah. So it forces me to um, really cherish that moment mm-hmm. every time, even if I'm frustrated or annoyed because the girls want to sing 12 more songs or they're, they're yelling at each other and fighting. Uh-huh. You know, it does force me to recognize that, you know, th- these moments are not infinite. And um, yeah, you got to, yeah. you got to really take them as they are and they're cute moments oh my gosh they're the best don't let them pass you some up some of the stuff they say yeah cleo right now is just yeah so cute she's so cute oh my god yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> let's see um i mean we, we kind of touched oh i'd love to hear about minimalism oh well that's kind of your thing yeah so this i mean i i think we're we've strayed from this a bit since we've moved into this house a little bit sure i mean i think we're still pretty good about it but sure more than most people, I would say. Um, Yo, yeah. We started yeah. a minimalism journey in our old house. I did like a challenge and it was basically like for a whole month, the day the day of the month, you would get rid of that many items in your house. So on the first of the month, you get rid of one thing. On the second, you would get two. You know, the 10th day, you would get rid of 10 things. So after the month, you would get rid of like, it was like 3,000 things or something crazy, 300 things. And... um so that kind of started us purging and purging and purging and purging. And so I do a lot of that still um, regularly, really. We get rid of stuff a lot. Um, and now it's kind of like, especially clothing, like we don't need, the girls wear the same five outfits a week, basically. And they have extra outfits for special occasions. But when I buy clothes for them, I buy, you know, three pairs of pants, three long shirts, three short sleeves, and that's pretty much solid. I would say other family members buy, you know, fancy dresses and, you know, cute shoes, and that's awesome because they love that stuff. But what they, what I buy, what they need is just stuff that matches, you know, a good capsule wardrobe, really, the basic stuff that they wear every day, and it's not very many things. Um, and then it kind of, that segues into, like, our, our playroom and stuff. Like, if if I can't find a place to put something, then we have to either get rid of something else or get rid of that piece. Like, right. We don't just pile stuff up. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from my childhood because a lot of my, my family members, um, keep everything. It's hard to get rid of stuff. Yeah. And I can't, I can't have that. Like it stresses me out to be in an environment that's, um, you know, like I feel like your environment is how you're going to feel. So like if you live in a chaos environment, like you're going to be stressed out, mm-hmm. you're going to have anxiety, you're going to be depressed, like a reflection of how you're feeling is, is that what's is, which is around you as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's the I perfect think, way to put it. Yeah. Um, and Trell and I, um, I would say, you know, one of the things I think we, we for sure uh, have in common is is recognizing that we appreciate uh, quality over quantity, mm-hmm. um, which is huge uh, in the sense that you know I might only have four t-shirts, but I want to make sure they're great t-shirts. I want to make sure that I I love the way they fit mm-hmm. and the way they feel and the colors and everything because that's all I got. Yeah, um, and it matters a lot. 
Uh, and one of the things I've always hated, even as a kid, I, I generally hate things yeah. because things break or things get lost. Yeah. And it only makes you sad and suffer at the end of the day. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I value is is making sure that if I buy something, it's of great value to me. It's of great quality and construction. It doesn't break easily. Mm -hmm. It doesn't collect dust or it doesn't go in the trash can. Right. Um, th those are things you, I think you and I both yeah. hate. <laughs> or I remember when I was going through that challenge was um, what if items? Like if you say, mm -hmm. well, what if I need to wear this at a wedding one time? Right. Like anytime you say, well, what if the girls might play with this again? Like that means it needs to, you need to get rid of it. There's no what ifs. You don't need what if items sitting around um, or clothing. You know, like what if I get asked to be in a wedding and I can wear this? No, get rid of the bridesmaid's dress that you're never going to wear again. Right. Um, yeah. So that was kind of, that kicked it off. And now, I mean, we still, I wouldn't say we're hardcore minimalists or minimalists. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but there's, we there's definitely keep to those values oh 100 yeah. i mean I, I would still say we are i mean just looking yeah. around the house yeah. it's, it's it's pretty generally speaking it's very clean yeah uh especially with two kids um, yeah two little kids right it's very clean it's very tidy and and if it is even a little bit messy it takes us three oh, yeah. seconds to clean it yeah it's not a whole weekend chore so, right yeah yeah, like if, if I can clean my house in about 20 minutes and it be presentable for somebody coming over, that's that's what I want to keep it at. Yeah, it's acceptable. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody's like, hey, I'm only 10 minutes away. Can I swing by and I can clean my house up? Yeah. We're good. We're good. Um, I think that's it. Like, I mean, majority of what people ask. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. One of the things that I find valuable, because I I, I I thought that one question was interesting. It said the advice for newlyweds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Advice for newlyweds. We didn't do that one. What, do you, what would you say? Because I have something in mind. Yeah. I mean, we are very open with each other. Mm -hmm. And in all areas, like sexuality, um, finances, um, you know, health, wellness. Mm -hmm. I feel like we are very open with each other. Um, and I think that that is so important and it actually makes you just so much stronger. You're just like, you just connected even more, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, gosh, I, I mean, I would say if you can be with your best friend, truly with your best friend, mm -hmm. um, then that is that's probably your the biggest advice is but but the the honesty and just being open I feel like is being able to talk about things that make you like embarrassed <laughs> about yeah yeah I I agree I always it's funny because I think anybody who's heard any bit of relationship advice you always hear you know make sure you have open communication yeah. or communication is key and I don't know what. I don't know what p other people mean by that. Yeah. And I don't know how most people accept that right. or, 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 or what they do with that. But I, I think, I think that could be made more clear, mm -hmm. which would be don't lie to each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, don't cheat on each other. Don't, uh, don't hide things. Yeah. 
right? So right. there's a difference between I'm lying to you, and there's yeah. even the worst thing is hiding something, right. like which is almost just as bad. Right. Um, you know, th- there's those there's those like definite do nots, mm-hmm. and then there's the always of always speak what's on your mind, mm-hmm. even if you need to take in a 30 minute break Mm -hmm. and cool off or even if you need to reevaluate what you're going to say a few times before you say it but it's so pointless to not speak what's on your mind yeah i think you're real you're really good about that well i don't yeah yeah. sometimes i'm like you like sometimes need to pull it out of me you know what i mean like you'll be like this is, I'm sorry, this is a miscommunication, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is how I interpret it. And, and then you'll be like, and? Yeah. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm not talking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could blanket state that's maybe a male, very male quality of yeah, like, maybe. just tell me what's wrong and I'll yeah. fix it, you know. But, um, you know, I don't think there's any point in, uh, you know, one, one of the things my, my parents often said, uh, or told me it was, was, you know, that some people like to play games in their relationship, not, not even just intimate relationships. Sometimes it's even amongst friends and family. Like they like to play the game of, I'm not going to talk to you for a week hmm. or the silent treatment. Yeah. Or I'm going to, or I'm going to purposely hurt your feelings so that you recognize that you hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a very, very bad idea. Mm-hmm. That is a super slippery slope. Um, and unfortunately, I think it becomes very clear. I mean, you can almost sniff out a bad relationship just by just by hearing those things. You know, one of the things I think Cheryl and I talk about a lot is um, even in our groups of Friends or at least acquaintances. Yeah. Our, our friends are pretty solid mm-hmm. in terms of their marriages and that that's a good thing. You should be around people who have healthy marriages. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just amongst work friends, I remember it was so ridiculous how many people would belittle their mm-hmm. spouse. Oh, yeah. Talk so poorly. Oh, talk so poorly. Even just in, jo- in joking. Like, yeah. Maybe that's another thing my parents certainly told me was like you never – you don't even jokingly say my wife is stupid yeah. or my husband's an idiot yeah. or, you know, it's just it, you, you start, you start really again, going down a very slippery slope um, of, you know, you say these things at work, but then you're at home and you keep those hidden or, mm-hmm. or your friends think you feel this way about your spouse, but you right. really don't, you were just joking. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just, it paints a really bad picture. Yeah. And, and that's something Trill and I, I mean, are religious about in the sense that we do not no. belittle each other no. ever, ever. Um, or at least that person's around if we're joking about something. So yeah. we can obviously, obvious, yeah. it's obvious to people that we're making a joke. With our spouse right there. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I always think like if Nico heard me saying this. And I didn't know. That's what I think about. Yeah, yeah. If they didn't hear me, if I didn't know they were listening to me say this, would their feelings be hurt? Right. And if that answer is yes, then don't be saying that. Right. You know? Yeah. Or talking bad about your spouse like that. If they, you know, 
Like their feelings would be heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's simple advice, but yeah. it's, it's rampant. Like right. I, I see it everywhere. I, yeah, I hear sure. it all the time. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts, for, questions? This was like easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Charles getting out of it scot-free. I was like kind of nervous, but yeah. this was great. Yeah. It's fun. Um, well, listen guys, we're gonna let you go. We're about an hour in. Um, so it was really fun. If you guys like this, I mean, if yeah. this is interesting to you, we, we'll do it again. I mean, yeah, tell us what to talk about. Kind of easy. Uh, yeah, when you're getting questions thrown at you. So um, thank you for being my wife. Yeah. Thank you for being my best friend. It's always super fun to be with you. It really is. It's exciting. Right I now, Cheryl and I are sitting in our living room. There's no kids. You just couldn't ask for more. I know. Uh, it's great. It is. So um guys if you want to listen to this episode it'll be on spotify and apple podcasts um i'm gonna try to figure out if i can get it onto google some person asked me that the other day and i'm so ignorant to this stuff i have no idea if that's possible but i'm gonna try um share it with your friends let people know it exists it's always kind of nice to get new ears on the podcast and i really appreciate i mean it's insane how many people um have been so sincere and so sweet to to tell me that they enjoy listening to it and it's, and it's interesting and and fun. So that's, that's all I could ask for. Um, so anyways, thanks a lot. Yeah. And, uh, we'll see you guys later. Yeah.